Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, Kulays, and welcome to Barca Talk. Your host, Remy Dixon. Today, we'll be talking about the last couple of matches, Copa del Rey match against Unistas and Real Betis in La Liga. We'll also be talking about the existential crisis we find ourselves in and how we need to redefine the Barca way. And we'll finish off with some positive news about FCB Femini. But before we dive in, I want to talk about our virtual Pena. For just five bucks a month, you get access to the podcast commercial free, you get insightful match reports, and the best of all, you get access to our international WhatsApp group of passionate Barca fans from all over who love talking about the game constantly. So consider helping out the podcast and joining our Patreon. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Since the Clásico, we have played Unistas in the Copa del Rey, winning 3-1, and Betis in La Liga, winning 4-2. Obviously, the Clásico was a disaster, but we have answered, in a way, so to speak. They have been wins, and we played relatively well against Betis. We'll talk about Unistas because you would have expected that game to be a turnaround, right? Um, we just lost dearly to our bitter rivals in a final, and not just any final, a game that we won last year and really signaled this new era for Xavi. It was a masterclass by him at that time. He had switched up our formation, given us more possession, put more midfielders in the game, and we managed to make Real Madrid look really bad. 
to be honest, probably the last time I saw Xavi do something tactical that I thought was good. Again, not taking anything away from Xavi. We did win La Liga last year. We did win the Supercopa. And we had a defensive record that was the awe of all of the top clubs in Europe. But that game specifically was a game where Xavi's tactical vision showed. And the unfortunate thing is we just haven't grown from that, right? Like, nothing's really changed except our players in some spaces of the pitch. We'll get to that later. But the Unistas game was, uh, it was, it was interesting for a couple of bad reasons, right? You had a situation where we needed a response and there were players that just did not seem up for it. Um, Zhao Felix started. I expected Zhao Felix to take control of this game, lost this game. Zhao Felix, the potential that he had, the way that he had been being talked about, he won the Golden Boy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, all the opportunity to be one of the best, right? All the opportunity to be one of the next up. And he's just not been that. And for me, this game was one of those games that really showed, like, wow, Zhao Felix is really not the answer here. Started, looked worse than a lot of the players on the pitch, and that's including a whole team of players in the third division losing out to our juvenile A squad. That was the thing that really stood out to me. I thought Zhao Felix was not great in that game. Ferran Torres did pretty well in that game. You know, he slotted home a goal. One of the goals that I feel like in the past he wouldn't have. I'll get to Ferran later, but he's had a good couple of games. Let's just say that. It was interesting with Unistas that two of our players that really needed great performances, Joel Kunde and Balde, showed up and showed out. I mean, the goals were spectacular. The rocket from Kunde the rocket from Balde, but also after a ridiculous great run from him. But I think the Unistas game for me would really be remembered by the fact that there was a moment where it looked scary for us. They started off with a great opportunity right off the bat, right? And they did not look like they were going to go quietly. In fact, they looked like they thought they could take one out of us. You know, they thought we can get them. They saw what happened against Real Madrid and they came out and we played the same way we do. We played the way that we have been playing and have been getting beaten and have been pulling out 1-0 wins. And this game, the 3-1, I thought flattered us in a way. You know, we did not look the better squad the entire game. In fact, we had to pull out some of our best players, Gundogan came in, Lewandowski came in. We looked better in the second half that we did, but we in no way shook off the loss. We in no way proved any of the detractors that we were back or we were better or we never lost it. You know, it's, we didn't show that the Real Madrid game was a blip. We showed that game was actually kind of what it is now, where we are. Really big shout out to 
the youngster Pal Cabrowski. You know, he's a 16-year-old kid. We got reminded of that very heavily if you watch the English uh, commentators on the Bethys game. But this kid played very well. He played like a pro when Christensen was hurt and pulled out. Just very happy to have him. And overall, that kind of pushes us into the Bethys game, right? Again, you all know what happened. We went up 2-0 got pulled back 2-2, and then scored two more goals. In this game, I mean, I will say, proud of Xavi for taking the bold step to drop Jao Felix. Made a lot of sense. He could have played Felix, Lewandowski, Ferran Torres, and he chose not to. He put in Yamin Lamal. He also started Pau Cabrasi again, Again, another bold step. Two 16-year-olds hasn't been done yet. But it worked out in large parts, right? And I think the thing that worked out most was Lamina Mall. Now, I'll get into this in a little bit, but for the way Xavi plays, Lamina Mall doing what he did against Betis is exactly what a Xavi system needs. If you're going to play the way Xavi plays, you need a player like Lamal that's going to take over a game. He's going to run at defenders. He's going to keep causing problems inside, outside. He's going to get crosses in. He's going to get balls into dangerous areas and make opportunities for others to put tap-ins like Ferran Torres did. I have not seen a Barca player take over a game like this in a very long time. I mean, you could argue that Jao Cancelo's game where he was started on the left and scored that goal and just was a danger the whole game of the last time a Barca player really just took over a game. But it's been a while where one player on this team said, you know what, I got this. I'm going to do it. And to do it against Betis, Betis is not a Copa del Rey team. Betis is not a team that's so far down. I mean, yes, we hadn't lost at their ground for a long time, but Betis is no joke to do that to them, to do what Zhao Felix should have done to Unistas to a team like Betis at 16 is absurd. I'm not sure who officially won the man the match. I heard there was talk that Baran did because he scored his hat trick. There was talk that Isco did. Who knows why? But the man of the match was obviously Yamin Lamal. The game started out pretty good. His first his run that got the goal with the ball off the post. I mean, the only thing his game didn't have was a goal. He had the passes. He had the assists. I mean, one of his best passes was a pass that ended up not leading to a goal, but the last assist that he had was also an amazing one, right? Ferran Torres... On the other hand, also had a great game. And, and I will be the first to admit, I did not like Ferran Torres for a very long time, especially at this club. Like I have just not thought he deserved all the chances that he was given. But I'm happy he's here, and I'm happy we've stuck with him. This season, he has been coming off the bench, playing behind the striker, scoring goals, being the shark that we keep seeing our social media call him. 
He's been there. It takes a lot to get into those positions. Right? And something's changed with Fran Torres. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a mentality thing, if he feels just safer because his manager trusts him as Xavi has done, but he's finishing his chances now. And he's finishing a lot of these chances that he wouldn't have finished last season or the season before. So whatever it is, he's really settled. And this game was just a culmination of all that, right? Like ball coming off the post, he's there. Boom. Ball comes off the post, he's there. Boom. He's making the run. He gets this beautiful pass and boom, he does what he does. He finishes it beautifully. Very proud of what he's become and what he's done for us. And I thought, you know, it was great that he had that game. There was a stat that uh, one of our WhatsApp members shared that he's the first Barca player to score a free kick and to score a hat trick since Messi. I'm not saying he's the second coming of Messi, not even close, but it's nice to have him scoring and playing like this. And he can find this consistently. We might be on our way out of the hole we're in, but it's going to take up there. Like you mean Lamar doing what he's doing consistently over and over to set Fernand Torres up for these situations. One of the things about the Betis game was the substitutions and you know, there's, I'm of two minds on this, right? Like, I can give credit to Xavi for subbing out Lewandowski relatively early. However, he has not really done that before. And he put in Victor Roque, who he hasn't been giving the kind of game time that we all have been asking for to get more acclimated to the team. I don't know if it's something he saw in practice or if he was just like, well, Lewandowski could not be any worse. Vitor Roque could not be any worse than Lewandowski, so I'm just going to roll the die and see what happened. It had an air of throwing just stuff against the wall to me because if you're not playing this kid for as many games as he's been here and all of a sudden... You're going to put him in, in what, like the 50th minute or something? It was, it was a lot of time. It just felt, it fell off. But although he didn't score, he did make some runs that got out of the way for other people, namely Jao Felix. And Jao Felix came in off the bench, which I will admit, off the bench, Jao Felix does add something very strong to this team. My overall thought on that, though, is if he's going to take off-the-bench money, then I'm okay with it. But at other times, he just gives you so little that you might as well not have him on the pitch. Is the answer to Zhao Felix keeping him on the bench and then taking him off and seeing what happens towards the end of the game? Perhaps. I think we should keep trying it and see what happens. But he was very very helpful in this part of the game. And that goal outside the foot, again, it just shows the skill that he has, right? Nobody doubts that he has the skill. Nobody doubts it. He could be an amazing player. It's just the lack of consistency that makes him almost useless for 90% of the games he plays. And then 10% of the game, he pops up and does something like that. And you're just like, damn, like, if you could do this consistently, we would have no issues here. 
But regardless, he scored a great goal. I mean, I would say also, again, Pal Cabrazzi definitely deserves a lot of credit in this game. It was a weird situation where he signaled to get taken out and Xavi left him on, put on Fermin Lopez, um, and then he had to sit down, you know, eventually to get subbed off 10 minutes later. But it's it's great to see these two 16-year-olds playing so composed, playing the defense, playing on the offensive side. The likelihood is we will have to look to these youngsters. And it's great that we have a team that has created youngsters that can step in and play like big men when they're called upon. But again, overall, I'm not looking at that game and saying that was a Xavi masterclass. And this brings me to my second topic, right? Yes, we have won two back-to-back games. Am I sitting here feeling, wow, we turned a corner, Xavi's finally figured it out? I'm not. I'm not. And I think if we were to play Real Madrid again today or tomorrow, we would see the same results, unfortunately, because I don't think Xavi has changed. I think the team has had two good performances. But I'm not looking at any of those performances and going, Xavi did a masterclass on Kike. You know, Xavi did a masterclass on this Onistas manager. Because especially the Onistas game, he did not. But this game, we played well. We played pretty well from start to finish, minus some lapses here and there. But overall, we played a way better match than we did, uh, than we have in a while. But I've been really thinking about this, right? And I've been really thinking about this idea of the Barca DNA and or who we are. I remember when Xavi came in, I thought, cool, Xavi is a manager that actually knows what it means to be a Barca player. Actually knows how to play the Barca style. Because I felt like up until that point, the last couple of managers before Xavi thought Barca style was one thing but they never really understood what it was. They thought it was just hold the ball, pass it as much as you can, and somehow you're going to score. But if you score, you have to score by like 20 touches on the ball or more so that it's a Barca goal, right? And I thought Xavi was going to come in and Xavi was going to understand truly that that isn't really the Barca way. It doesn't mean that you just possess the ball unnecessarily for the majority of the game. There has to be purpose with your possession. And then we watch Xavi play and the team play over and over and you realize Xavi thinks that's the Barca way. Which is just wild to me. I mean, I remember before the Supercopa final, Xavi was asked what he's going to do and he said, we're going to dominate. And I remember thinking like, oh no, Hopefully he also means that we're going to score goals. Um, I remember just being like, no, I think he thinks that we will win by just passing the ball, holding possession, like he always does. And that's just not the case. I mean, Pep doesn't even play like that anymore. Yes, Man City holds a lot of the possession, but Erlen Holland is on Man City. Erlen Holland was brought in to give different options, to be more direct when they need to be more direct. 
because the game has changed in a lot of ways. It's not to say that Tiki Taka couldn't work, but Tiki Taka was never just like, oh, we're just going to pass the ball back and forth to each other and hold it for fun. There was always movement. There was always things happening. And at multiple different times, when somebody was making a run, the ball would get to that person. I often talk about it when I'm with the website group or talking to other people. You watch this Barca team play, and at any given moment, you can see a Rafinha, a Fran Torres, a Lewandowski, you can see any one of those players making a run, a Pedri, making a run, and you will see a midfielder have the ball, see the run, turn around and pass it somewhere closer, or even will pass it to the wing, and then the wing will cross that ball, in, and by that time, the defense has set the ball's too late. And interestingly enough, in certain games, I think it happened in the Betsy's game too, when we did try that ball, it was on. Frankie DeYoung hit that ball over to Pedri. Pedri had an opportunity. And it's just crazy to me to see this work. And then we just abandoned it completely. It really is almost like Xavi tells this team, if there will be crosses into the box, if there will be balls over the top, it must come from the outside players. I saw a passage of play where Frankie DeYoung took the ball, saw the run made, passed it, over to Fran Torres, and then Fran hit it over, and it was a poor cross, and the defenders just headed it out. But we do that all the time. Nothing's changed in that sense. And I remember the days that Jordi Alba would be making the run down the field, and that ball's going over the top to Jordi. I remember the times where Suarez would get his ball. You know, we would move the ball forward, and it just feels like Xavi has not figured that out. Now, if Xavi's going to play this way that he's playing, which, again, the only strategy seems like it's to dominate the ball, dominate possession. If he is going to play like this, a player like Yamal is so pivotal. And that's why Xavi's system worked last year. It doesn't have to per se be the specific player. It can be any number of players. but Having a player that is going to get the ball and go at defenders, beat one, beat the other, be inside, be outside, and start making things happen, that's Xavi's system of play. It is dependent on an X-Factor player, which sadly isn't actually a strategy in my head. Like I don't see that as like, an actual strategy because there are 11 players on the pitch and not every player has a consistent game where they're just like, like I would love to see Yamal string this with another game where he's this dominant and the mark of a true great future goat could be that he can do this over and over and over. And he can be that player that the system requires, but he's 16. You don't want to put that on him. You don't want to, you don't want, you don't want him to play that way all the time because one teams are going to start figuring out he's going to start getting hit but two you don't want to be dependent on one player that young right now it just doesn't make sense you want him to have a proper run of games we don't want to overdo it like we did with Pedri 
and Navi. But you're looking at the situation and just realistically, if you have a system where you don't move the ball quick enough, you don't see your runners and get them the ball, and all you do is pass it back and forth, you need a player that will take the ball and go. Does not listen, does not care, gets the ball, goes. Because if everybody else on the pitch is told, hold it, pass it to the side, pass it to the person, don't pass it to the run, you actively need one player that's just going to be like, all right, cool, I'm on 100 every time. And that upsets defenses. That unsettles them. And that's when you get situations where you can cut a defender, cut a defender, shoot the ball off the post, and, oh, there's another player waiting to take it. Or you can create so much havoc that defenders are looking at you, and now you have other people open. Like, the reason we scored more than one or two goals in this game is because we had a player that just would not stop attacking, and his attacks were effective. Like, he only got recorded one assist this whole game, but, like, we know that he basically had three. You know, he had goal contributions more than most people have had on our team in a very long time. So it just feels like if Xavi doesn't understand what the true Barca way is, that we have to move the ball, if he's not going to change, which at this point it doesn't seem like he will, and obviously we're not in the position to hire a new manager. You know, there are people talking about, oh, Jose's open. That would be just the worst. Like, that would be, like, we might have, like, a bump of, like, a game or two or three, but then we would be back in this position or probably even a worse position within a couple of months. That's not the answer. There isn't really an answer right now, and I feel like as long as Xavi didn't lose to a team like Unitas, like, chances are people are going to look at the Real game and go, well, that's Real Madrid, you know? And when the Napoli things happen, depending on what happens, I love my team. I'm not going to sit here and put it out to the universe. I think we're going to lose. But if we do, there's not going to be a situation where it's looked at like, oh, Xavi's the issue here and or we can do anything about it. But I think as Barca fans, we have to understand that if Xavi's going to be the manager, Xavi Felix is going to need to step up bigger. We're going to have to have a player that plays a game like Jamal has every single game for us to be able to survive and or not even survive. I mean, we'll survive. But if we're going to do anything important, it's either that or Xavi gets to understand what the true meaning of the Barca way is. It's not just holding the ball. But we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening there. I'm going to segue into the actual Barca way and the people that actually know how to play it. FCB Femini. I mean, I've been saying this. We've been saying this. Gabriel's been saying this. This podcast has been saying this for a long time. But if you want to see the FC Barcelona way carried out with ruthlessness, FCB Femini is the team to watch. They possess. They pass. They move. They score. And then they score some more. And then they score some more. They defend well. They goalkeep well. But at the 
core of it all is a constant forward movement that puts them in position to have gold after gold after gold. And yes, we can talk about how Liga F is not up to the standard yet, but this is not the only place they do it. They do it in the Champions League against better teams. I think pound for pound, you put this team against any other team in the world, it does not matter whom, they can handle themselves and they would do us proud. They did that in the Copa final against Real Madrid, no less. It was a Classico final like we had, and the result was much different. They brought pride to the Barca name in a way that so close after the name was tarnished against Real Madrid was just special, right? Salman Paliuelo has been killing it. She has been killing it. Just 20 years old, and she's out there just doing things that are beautiful. I mean, it's, you know, we're going to have a managerial change at the end of the season. There are a lot of questions, but as long as our manager isn't anybody that comes here and goes, hey, let's do something totally different, I think we're going to be in a good place to, to have this dynasty that I was talking about at the end of last year. Like, this team is so good. That 4-0 against Real Madrid was special. And then they came in the Copa del Rey, or del Reina, and they scored six. Back-to-back. Just amazing play. You really need to watch if you're not watching. I think it's a great chaser for the men's team right now. And they really could learn so many different things. But you watch the FCB Femini play, you're not watching a team that's just going to pass the ball back and forth passively. You're not watching a team that's just going to possess for no reason. We will possess, but we will also score goals. We will possess to get people in positions where we can then score. That's what we'll do. That's why we do it. That's why we play. And you just have to look at their numbers to see what that means. Well, that's it for the pod today. Hopefully, we can continue winning. Hopefully, it's contagious. It's the start of something and a true turn to the corner. I will always hope and pray and wish and all of that for our team to return to its former glory. Next match is Athletic Bilbao on Wednesday for the Copa del Rey. And, you know, hopefully we can give them what we gave Betis and some more. Great one, Kulays. Forza Barca. Podcast Network.